Hello humans, hello humans. It's February 28th and it's uh, 8.23 in the a.m. Leaving a little bit late. have medical um, stuff I gotta deal with. So I gotta wait for places to open up since nobody's um, got staffing. They are all uh, opening uh, later than usual. Uh, out in a rural county like this, you'd you know, usually get like uh, vets and doctors and dentists and stuff that would open up way early because people have to go and uh, do work and stuff afterwards. So, you know, you could get like used to be, you'd be able to get a dental appointment or a doctor appointment, something like that, maybe as early as 7.30 in the morning, and they may have started at 6.30 or 7. And of course, correspondingly, may end up their day at around 3 or 3.30, but that's all right. Anyway, though, I have to uh, adjust to the current world we are in a uh, reduced population environment, and it's going to get worse, and we're all going to have to um, accommodate these changes. Uh, and that's basically what we're dealing with now, is the uh, aspect of change uh, relative to the big ugly. So the Kazarian Mafia in 2001 uh, did this ritual as part of bringing down the... Uh, Twin Towers, so it was a Khazarian Mafia that attacked us, it weren't Bin Laden, it was none of that, uh, um, the 9-11 issue was uh, Khazarian Mafia 100%, it's just like them doing Ukraine in 2014 or now, all of these things are engineered by these guys, and so uh, they did a ritual along with that, um, that was a uh, it was supposed to be a global ritual, okay? I've got to be very careful here because there's uh, snow everywhere. It's like uh, 30 degrees on the road here, and it's been cold, and uh, we've gotten down into the low 20s in the, on the beach where you actually have sand that was sort of freezing and uh, very unusual. And hang on, let's see if that's even... Yep, okay. Uh, so, anyway, I have to watch out for road conditions as well as get into the rest of this. So, in uh, 2001, along with the bringing down of the three towers, I mean the, all three buildings, um, and hitting the um, uh, Department of Defense Accounting Office uh, with a cruise missile, uh, there was this ritual that was being performed by the Kazarian Mafia that was supposed to be global, and it did not work. Okay, their idea was with this ritual, they were attempting to do this um, time freezing magic. And they were trying to hold things in a, um, a place of suspension of power. Uh, it's basically a way of keeping power, right? It's this uh, weird uh, sigil magic that they do. Anyway, it didn't work. It was supposed to be global, and it crapped out for whatever reason. There's a lot of speculation about um, uh, why it failed, uh, and it doesn't produce results like we wouldn't all been frozen in time or anything like that. It would have just aided their mind control efforts on the normies, and that broke loose 100% um, at this point in the Big Ugly. So they sort of, their, their ritual sort of allowed them to hold power up through the, um, uh, the 2000s into the 2010s. And it started fading, uh, as we see, around uh, 2013. 
and now we're at the point where um, the dam is breaking. So that was the point of this little talk, was release language. So everybody that has followed uh, my ALTA reports knows I talk about building tension language and release tension language. Language is very complicated, so the same word can be both building tension and release attention based on the circumstances and the emotions involved. And so if you were looking for that particular word, you wouldn't, you know, just hunting it as a word, you wouldn't know, absent the context, how to interpret that particular word. And it's not a particular word. I mean, we imbue and, and uh, fill our words with emotion constantly. That's their only real purpose other than technical talk is to communicate emotion. If you think about it, mostly, it doesn't really matter if you say, hi, how are you? But there's a certain amount of emotion in that that's, hey, happy to see you kind of thing, right? And so, language has characteristics that I was able to tune into and actually been able to get at a little bit more with this um, AI. Uh, I can do a little bit of refining because I don't have to do a lot of the work, uh, which is tedious beyond understanding. Um, anyway, though, so... Uh, we're at this point of release language. So, like Woody Harrelson's um, monologue where he says, you know, drug cartels taking over the planet, making everybody um, be locked down and take drugs in order to get out of your house, fell, fell flat as a joke, but as a, um, an example of uh, release language, it was massive. Because look at the huge amount of release language that's come out on all the social media since that happened with all of the lab leak uh, or, or lab release. It's not a leak. They let it go deliberately with the, um, uh, the military games in uh, Hubei province there. Anyway, so uh, we've got release language just pouring out out of Twitter. It's just everywhere. Uh, not so much on true social, which is to be expected. There are repetitions of the main uh, premises that are being put forward on Twitter are being put onto True Social, but they do not engender the same level of interaction at all because True Social, to a certain extent, is an echo chamber. Everybody there has basically the same uh, paradigm as their operating framework uh, for reality. And so there isn't much real contention at all, right? Twitter is cool because nobody there agrees with anybody else about any damn thing. And uh, and we're seeing that now in the release language as everybody fights about this idea that the it was a leak and now they're going to start talking about it being a deliberate release and we're seeing the deliberate language and we're seeing names being called out for all of the mainstream media people as supporting and being paid to support the, the fake... Um, uh, uh, wet market uh, escape of the virus thing, um, you know, or that it was naturally occurring. And as a result of this, we're also seeing uh, language, we've seen a lot of re release language about the um, the shots showing up, everybody being injured by them, and then we're also seeing the release language about how you don't need the shots, and that um, uh, natural immunity is better, and the shots don't do anything, well, we know they actually are killing you and making you sick. Uh, but so at this stage, we're seeing the release language chip away 
at the corporate narradime that the shots were ever intended to do you any good. So they're going to keep maintaining that as long as they can, because they cannot admit that they were paid by the Kazarian Mafia and owned by the Kazarian Mafia and as corporate slaves made to do the bidding of the Kazarian Mafia in order to kill humans, vast quantities of humans. So they can't admit that their shots were a deliberate depopulation effort and had nothing at all to do with COVID. That would be the ultimate release about that particular subject. And we're getting there. Okay, so it might take us another six or eight months to get to that level of a con conclusion as a consensus uh, among the social order, right? So right now we're forming another consensus. So there was a consensus that was insisted upon and uh, by the compliance uh, people, the compliant people, and their masters, the Kazarian Mafia, the media, uh, government, all of these people that insisted, you know, that COVID was real, it wasn't a bioweapon, and all of their lies, okay? And we know that all their lies are wrong, and now we're in the process, we've established that they're wrong now, in this last weekend, in these past few days, we see lots and lots of people saying, all this was bullshit, and so it's now really coming into the normies that it was indeed bullshit. Now we have to get at the uh, underlying motivation aspect of all of this, right? That's what's going to be uh, chewed out here over the big ugly, as all the normies understand that they were uh, victims and they were intended victims. So that's going to make them, uh, that's really going to change things. That is one ugly thought to have to accept, right? The, the damage to your body was intended to occur and had been made to occur uh, by these individuals at the um, behest and direction of Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and all these other fuckers, right? All the Kazarian Mafia. Uh, it also looks like, by the way, that we're forming a consensus uh, within the um, awake community to call the evil guys the Kazarian Mafia. And I'm going to keep on that because it is factual and it is descriptive to the point that it eliminates a lot of the issues um, and we derail those people that want us to, who are Kazarians. Okay, so we're going to derail these Kazarians who want us to go out and um, uh, fight and, and kill Jews thinking that they were the problem. Okay, so the Kazarians want you to do that. They want you to hate the Jews and look at the Jews rather than them. And so they, they say that, you know, they did it, they did it, and keep pointing over there. And now, at least in my opinion, there's a, an emerging consensus within the, um, uh, the awake community uh, that uh, we're all going to start, that more and more people are calling them the Kazarian Mafia, and we're getting out of that, that uh, you know, anti-Semitic trap. Okay, so that's a trap. So you're supposed to see the cloak that's around the Kazarian Mafia, and, and that's the cloak of the Jewish population. And you're supposed to think they're the bad guys. And they're not, okay? They're just as much a victim as everybody else, and they've been victims all of these thousands of years. Because that was their point relative to the Kazarian Mafia. Because they've been trying this shit since 1148, okay? Uh, well, that's actually 1250 officially when the king made everybody in the country uh, Jews, and that's when he um, created a narradime that the Jews had anything to do with the people of the Bible. 
which I'll get into some other point. But in any event though, so here we are with this release language, we're seeing it in the uh, social media, and pretty soon it's going to start, well it is, it's hitting the mainstream media as they have to cover all these stories that, you know, New York Times and all these people are putting out about the actual facts of the matter, and that Trump was right. Now you're not seeing a whole lot of the left say, well, Trump was right, okay, but get this, you're now starting to see the hidden underlying uh, power uh, politics and part of the uh, 5GUW, our, our uh, war here, you know, our unrestricted warfare. So now there's people that are actually starting to get it, and they're starting to talk about warp speed and how it saved probably over 300 million people, uh, saved their lives, okay? So Trump was in a bind. There was nothing he could do because of the massive amount. This now, wait a second. This shit's been planned, has been out, uh, being planned out since the 1960s. And in the 1960s, in 1964, very shortly after the assassination of uh, JFK, the United States military set out on this uh, big investigation of um, those things that um, move social populations. And so it was propaganda, it was all different kinds of things they investigated. And it was all about a counterinsurrection. How does one form and control and keep and operate a counterinsurrection given, given that you're up against the Kazarian Mafia? And that was essentially what they were doing since 1964, was gaming this out. And they, they did it in such a way that the people that were doing the work never at my, uh, in my understanding, were not really cognizant that they were doing it, uh, doing their work, focused on our time now and what we're going through. They thought they were doing it for, you know, the CIA on how to overthrow a country in, in Latin America, that sort of thing, right? And so every time the, the army was under the instructions of the Khazarian Mafia, because they took over after they killed Kennedy, they were 100% in control, and after another aid car. So that's three this morning that I've seen in my run here. And I'm only going like 15 miles. Um, anyway, so the, um, uh, the Kazarian Mafia is in charge after killing Kennedy. And they start having the U.S. military as their tool do stuff for them. As it helps them conquer other countries. It helps them conquer Brazil, for instance. And all these Latin American countries that have had all the shit kicked out of them for the last 40 or 60 years has all been done through our CIA, but at the behest of the Kazarian Mafia for their uh, global uh, central bank takeover, which is now mostly complete. And these assholes had no real plan. They didn't understand uh, what they needed to do to transition into uh, dominance as opposed to seeking dominance. In any event, though, so they've had our military doing this stuff, but as the military is doing the uh, insurrection planning for the CIA, They've got a program running, coincidentally called Project Camelot. Um, and it, it has nothing to do with Kerry Cassidy and, and Bill Ryan. Uh, but anyway, so Project Camelot in the 60s, started in 1964, run by the U.S. military, was all about how to form and operate a successful counterinsurgency effort um, against an... Uh, overwhelmingly superior force in the insurrection uh, part of it all. So they've been planning it since, like I say, 64, and here we are now. Now, we're just now seeing some of the language come out uh, about Trump and warp speed, 
that is properly or, or coming closer to properly framing the concept of what went down. So Trump didn't kill anybody, okay? Trump did everything he could with his language to put it back to you to have a choice. And basically, he was telling you, don't take this shit. But he couldn't say that because you would see what the mainstream media would have done to him, right? He's telling you not, he's an anti-vaxxer, he's telling you not to take it, and we worked so hard, and blah, 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 you're all going to die. Right? That kind of thing. And they would have just gone and gone and gone, and they would have used building tension language uh, to build up vast amounts of, t of tension against Trump on this. What he did, though, was this. Their plan was to have a 10-year lockdown. Uh, well, this isn't good. <laughs> There's a forest fire here in the midst of all this snow. Uh, somebody's slash burn got out of hand or something, I think. Anyway, um, so... Uh, so the plan from the Kazarians, which Trump knew because they've been monitoring all of this shit, um, the plan from the Kazarians was for a 10-year lockdown. During that period of time, they expected their, their, their plan was to kill off 464 million people. That was their goal. If they could have reached 500 million, they would have shot for it. But their, their numbers, their computer modeling, said they could get 464 million people to die in their houses if they had a 10-year lockdown. They would have destroyed the economy. They would have starved us all, as they are trying to do now. All these plans were in effect for this 10-year period of time, and they're going forward with them, even though they don't have the lockdowns and the narodim and all of that shit anymore, right? They're, because these people are stupid, and they don't have the ability to adapt. That's one of the main failings of the Kazarian Mafia, uh, is the um, nature of their mind relative to our reality. I can get into that again some other point. Anyway, though, so the Kazarian Mafia uh, was going to have us locked up for 10 years. They're going to kill 464 million people with this lockdown, starvation, uh, you know, gangs coming up from... Uh, uh, Guatemala, Mexico, El Salvador, these kind of places, 40, 50, 60,000 of them in units just walking through uh, towns, killing and, and raping and maiming and all of this kind of stuff uh, under the command of the Kazarian Mafia. Now, uh, this effort, the SOC that is fighting the Kazarian Mafia, that is staging this counterinsurrection, is global. So you've got to start thinking global. This is not about the USA election alone. That is just one small little tiny bit of a tactic in this, uh, in this war. This is a global war. In fact, it's even more than that. I'm maintaining that it also has off-planet influences. Um, no, not blue avians and that, you know, that kind of shit or, you know, uh, black goo AI or any of this sort of stuff, right? It's different than that. And I'm not going to go into it, that part of it at this stage. But anyway, because we're discussing the release language and what's going on here. Anyway, so Trump was supposed to, to go along and put everybody in lockdown and all of this, but he knew they had the vaccine running already. He knew that they'd been working on it since 2016, the mRNA technology. He knew it had been patented and locked up in the vaults uh, in 2000, early, like January of 2019. They were producing books in China in early 2019 that talked about the coming pandemic in 2020. So they knew they were going to release it. They knew they were going to release it that year. So Trump had all this knowledge. And so what are you going to do? You're in a position where no matter what you say, the mainstream media is going to stomp you because of who you are 
And you can't say that this is all bogus because even if you provided the proof, there would be no resolution for it, okay? They would still go ahead with the plan and they would basically have the um, social force of you being this huge, uh, because they've got everybody sold on the idea that vaccines are good. Now that's that's stopped, that's a, just as an aside here. Uh, we're gonna see a huge drop in um, um, uptake of, of uh, childhood vaccines and all of this. People are just not gonna do that shit anymore. Virology is gonna die, it's gonna be uh, buried. Virology is a pseudoscience. People are gonna accept it as a pseudoscience. I read through the Columbia, just as an aside, I read through the entire Columbia uh, University virology course and their bio um, chemistry course that is backs it up and the virology course uh, book is shit. I mean, they've got lies throughout that thing. They've got um, mistakes. They've got not and not just like errors in grammar or stuff. They've got stuff stated as facts that has no support whatsoever. Uh, virology is really a stupid thing. There's some small aspects of it that are factual rated, r related to being able to see minute particles and stuff, but they make all kinds of um, conclusions that I find to be totally unwarranted. So um, I'm sorry, but I don't think virologists are in a real science, okay? They're in a, in a faked up pseudoscience, just like the climate uh, crisis scientists. I've actually seen people that have PhDs in climate crisis. It's like, holy fuck, you know? Anyway, though, so release language. <laughs> anyway, so we're at that point now with the release language, and they're explaining why Trump did what he did with Operation Warp Speed. <coughs> he accelerated all their plans massively. He chopped uh, basically seven years, uh, eight years off of their lockdown, and said the, vira uh, the vaccine was available. So they were going to tout the vaccine as... The, the way to get out of your house and get out of the lockdowns and all of this kind of shit. And um, so he just told everybody, it was available now, we can get it out real quick, Operation Warp Speed. And they had to produce it because he had them in a bind. You know, he grabbed their nads and squeezed on them. And so they produced it and it short-circuited that part of it and we got into the death part really early. So their, their plan was you would not be able to get out of the, your house without a forced injection. Repeatedly, constantly, once a month until you die. Until basically 13 out of 14 people had died. And they would be giving you these injections over the course of years as you were in your house where everybody's locked down and there's chaos, there's no food, they've got total control and so on. And it just didn't work out that way for them. Because we had the, the short-circuiting of that aspect of this very complex war by the Operation Warp Speed. So Trump was not involved in the vaccine. He's not a vaccine pimp. He had to do what he had to do in order that this war could progress uh, the way we have had it progress. And it's not good. People have died. But there's nothing you can do about it. So as Commander-in-Chief, when you order the attack uh, to take and, and, uh, and take strategic and tactical goals, like the attack on Iwo Jima, for instance, you know people are going to die. Iwo Jima for the United States was a horrific, horrific battle, okay? It was a, a case where usually, all right, so the U.S. military assumes in any, they, they have a basic operating assumption that all things being equal in any given battle, only 2% of all of your forces are involved are going to die, unless you really fuck up and so on, right? Which usually doesn't happen. It has happened in the past and so on, but 
usually they're figuring that only 2% of the uh, of the forces that they've got arrayed are going to perish. And that's the other effective loss that they're thinking about. Iwo Jima is over 40. Uh, you know, the Japanese suffered a horrendous uh, a, uh, amount of damage uh, to their forces. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, this level of um, uh, death and dying is, and stuff is hugely, hugely better than what had been planned by the Kazarian Mafia. We would still be dying and just have barely be getting into it now. People would be killing themselves. It would be so horrific um, at all aspects of this. And we did not have that. So that's a major victory. Now we're in the, to our second major victory, the first open major victory, which is all this release language. Because we're in an unrestricted war, most of the war is going to be fought for on the battleground of people's mind online. And so the Kazarian Mafia, you got people that are saying, well, the Mafia is going to shut down communications. And I don't see it, okay? So there's some possibility that they may be that stupid that they would go that route. But you have to understand here, now that we've had the uh, shift into the release language, and the release language is coming out of people, and they're hearing it, and all the normies are hearing all of the leftists react to what's now become official fact, and you hear the... Um, the Biden regime criticizing other part of the Biden regime. So the White House is saying, no, the Department of Energy, you know, stay in your lane, that kind of thing, right? And they're given all these orders and stuff. This is affecting the normies very badly. It's affecting the leftists very badly to see this infighting. They are very, very, very upset. So if the Kazarian Mafia were to bring down all communications at this point, it would not be, the onus of it would not be on the... Um, uh, the right wing side of it, right? They wouldn't be on the conservatives. The onus is going to be on the Biden regime. Everybody's going to know it's the Biden regime that's doing it. And then they would have lost their only remaining uh, tool. Because at that point that they've, that there's no more internet and stuff and you're reduced to your local stuff, are you going to go along with any of these weapons? Are they going to, if they show up and tell you to do stuff, are you going to do it? Well, there's no social pressure. There's no uh, backing for them on that at all. Plus, they don't have the ability to communicate with you anymore. So, personally, I don't think they're going to shut that down. They may try other things like these chemical bombs and pollution. What that's okay. So now the chemical bomb in Ohio is intended to move everybody in the East Coast from uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, even all the way up into Canada. It's intended to move all of those people into 15-minute cities that don't exist yet, right? But they're trying to destroy the properties, destroy the, the ground so you can't live there to force your, you and your descendants to move into their cities. But all this is now wonky because they don't have those cities. And it's like, whoa, you know, their, their timing is off. Everything is off for them. They're, they're losing in a huge way. Now, we have many, many, many more years of this war to go through. But we're in a very exciting part of it because um, we're getting the, the stuff out into the open. And so that's, that's going to accelerate the progress of the war uh, greatly because up to now it's been uh, being fought in the background in a, in a covert fashion, uh, a lot of casualties and so on, and hidden casualties. But now the Kazarian Mafia is being exposed. And they cannot operate if they have exposure. 
that's why I keep coming back to, you know, you got to peel off the Jewish population and look in the middle of it, because in the middle of it is the Kazarian Mafia hiding. And, um, and that's why we don't want to go into their... They've actually planned that there would be another pogrom against Jews as a final um, way to save their own ass. And so we can't go there, right? We've got to get at the Kazarian Mafia. This has got to be the end of this, this shit. We've been doing it since 1250 AD. And basically, a lot of people are getting tired. Just don't want to do it again. So, um, anyway, so we're in that period of release language. You're going to see a lot more of it. Uh, the You're going to see a lot more detail come out in speculation about why the warp speed, why all of this, uh, how Trump was not involved in the vaccine, and he did what he had to do and what he what was what was tactically and and strategically necessary to do in the war, and this is so complicated that the normies are going to take years to grasp any of it. But we're starting, right? We're in there. The release language is coming out. People are starting to talk about this stuff. And uh, as it as it, more people talk about it, it grows fairly rapidly. And we're in a very exciting part of this because I think we're going to get, like, maybe, like I said earlier in one of the talks, maybe we're going to get as many as 3 or 4% of all the normies waking up with this episode. And uh, as they wake up, that's a gigantic thing because that takes away 3 or 4% of the population that has been supporting actively the uh, Kazarian Mafia. And... It provides those three or four percent as um, fierce adherence to their new paradigm, uh, which is, you know, seeing reality, <laughs> that kind of shit. Um, and, and then they will rapidly start working on their friends and, and so on. And so we'll get to this point here. So maybe it's going to take another month or so before we can say, well, look at how how. Uh, much our ranks have grown in terms of people that are that are saying these same kind of things. And, you know, things like Twitter, Facebook, all of these kind of places will not be the same as this occurs. And you're going to get all kinds of um, uh, fighting as it occurs. You'll start seeing uh, where uh, one leftist is bitching out another leftist or, you know, somebody's uh, trying to get the normie to come back to their point of view in a desperate um uh, you know, uh, uh, appealing kind of way, uh, because they will be seeing the defection from their ranks so much and so rapidly, it's going to really shock um, those people that are the enforcers within the social matrix. So the Kazarian Mafia understands how social matrix works, and they know that there are these people that are ever so happy to be slaves and happy slaves and will act as like four persons or, or um, uh, as I say, enforcers of the social matrix. These were the people that would, uh, that actually came and harassed me personally in bathrooms when I was trying to pee in, a, in Safeway because I did not wear a mask. And it's like, you know, okay, so uh, you got to pee. I don't really want to fight you right there. Uh, so actually, under those circumstances, what I did was to just turn around and pee on the guy's boots or his shoes. He was wearing tennis shoes or something, actually fairly expensive ones. Uh, and I just peed on him. And then I, then we got into it. You know, I zipped up and, and I started really assaulting his uh, stupid little mind. And he fled. But he was an enforcer. And these enforcers will back down if they're confronted because they don't really want the, they think they have the, 
uh, social power behind them of the society. There's another aid car, so that's four of these I've seen in this drive. This one's heading into the, um, into the hospital uh, from another part of the county. The others were coming back from the hospital heading out. Anyway, though, so um, these social enforcers, they don't have the social uh, matrix behind them now. They don't, they, they don't, they're going to feel that they don't have that power because it's so nebulous. Is it, was it a lab leak? Is it deliberate? All these things are now into play. And so that has totally removed the, uh, uh, the support, the, the supporting matrix to the social enforcers within all of the liberal groups. And it's, uh, it's going to be visible uh, relatively quick. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like I say, so it's going to be kind of a good day uh, for a few months on and off as we go through this. Now, it's a war. There's people dying. Everybody's sick from the fucking disease, uh, the shots, you know, that kind of thing. So the, um, it's not a good time. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but it's better, all right? So it's better than it could have gone the other way. So we know we are winning now because we're not locked down, because people are not coming to your door as MS-13 gangs to, you know, steal everything you got and kill you. Uh, there are not people coming to your door to give you shots in order so you can go out and get food and that kind of thing. And, and the food stores are still open. And yes, we're fighting the destruction the Kazarian Mafia is inducing in the social order. But in like a month, everybody will now be talking about it's been caused by the Kazarian Mafia, and it's not an organic, quote, accident. And so this will be a huge mind change. And at that point, we will have, have shifted over to um, the active phase, citizens on patrol, people trying to, to suss out the uh, Kazarian Mafia. People will start being uh, putting out online um, huge, incredible proofs of everybody's relationship with each other in the Mafia, uh, who owes who, all of this kind of stuff will be coming out in detail, and the exposure will go from uh, a generalized, oh, it's the Jews, oh, it's, oh, oh, it's not the Jews, it's really the Kazarians, and then once we get into that, it's going to be, holy fuck, it's this guy, it's that woman, it's this guy, it's those two guys over there, it's these guys, they're related to this fellow, they've been doing this. And so that's going to be a hugely um, revealing time, a lot of fucking work for somebody, a lot of people to put out all this information, but a massive change in the social order, a change in the social order greater than has occurred with the 40 plus, 50 plus years of, of the Kazarian Mafia pushing the CRT and the woke shit on everybody. That's their invention. They invented both of them. So anyway, guys, first stop, got to go do stuff. I'll make another one of these later.